Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. Hi, Law guys. Welcome back to the Craft Imperial Podcast. You're here with your host, the Viking. That was and his, the bourbon. I'm sorry, that was his knees, not the uh, not the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. My knees are fine, baby. No, that's me opening the first drink of the day, the Four Roses Single Barrel. And this one's really cool. We were just talking about this when he set it down. Um, this was a event in St. Louis that we went to. Was that 19? At least three years ago. At least three years ago that uh, Bissing, I think I'm saying this right, Bissinger's Chocolate Factory Yeah. that's here in St. Louis put on this Four Roses whiskey tasting and they did an OBSV pick of the single barrel and uh, with your ticket you acquired a bottle if you had the VIP ticket, so it was pretty cool. I still have, I still think mine's sealed. I don't think I've opened it yet. Um, well, it's one of those, the single barrels, and then they have... Um, well, on the front, obviously, they, they say what warehouse and what barrel number. And this is a 100-proof single barrel. Um, and remember, this one is hand-selected by 23 City Blocks Hospitality Group. Have you ever heard of them? They're the, um, yeah, they're a, uh, uh, like a vent organizer. So, so like when we went when we went to that building, and we went upstairs and Bissinger's was there. They're the organizers that brought the tables in. They did the music. They did the food. Well, so they, obviously they they've got a liquor license, so they're able to get. Oh, they pick barrel, pick the barrel, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this particular one that they picked is a seven year, eight months. So this is just shy of you know um, eight years, and it's got the OBSV thirty five percent mash bill on it. Anyway, we haven't had or touched this in a long time, so master distiller Brent Elliott. I don't know if he's still the master distiller or not, but whatever. I thought we'd start with that today and get you Yeah, up. let's get that little cheers and get going on that. Yeah. And by the way, if no one has said anything yet, which I don't think we have, where, where the hell are we? We're mm. St. Albans. Yeah, we are back here at the Country Club of St. Albans. We are in the cigar room. Which they call the 19th hole. The 19th hole. Yeah, they like this uh, restaurant, bar? Yeah. This spot down here that we're hanging out in? Uh, it's the 19th hole. Um, and we've talked about this room a lot. I'm not going to dive into that again. But uh, we're here. We're hanging out. Uh, we got a box of Reaper here. So if any guys walk in, we're going to grab that member number and sell them some Reaper. And then all these guys are going to go flocking at it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, two podcasts, two days in a row. Um, this one's going to come out. When you guys hear this podcast, you'll hear this podcast probably on the 7th of September. Um, what you're going to hear on the 1st or 2nd of August is going to be the Casey Johnson Tatuaje podcast that we did yesterday. And if you join the Patreon, you're going to get the entire hour and 41 minute video podcast. The entire thing was recorded. It was a lot of fun. There was some goofy stuff we did on the actual video that you don't see you know because you can't see what we're saying but i thought 
And you know, it's kind of like two cigar heads getting together, you and him. So I think you looked at me at one time and you're like, uh, are you gonna say anything? And I'm like, well, dude, I mean, it's not like- dude, I went back and listened to it this morning and I totally do it. At one point I'm like, bro, you gonna ask him a question or what? I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I know, you know, you were just on a roll and um, you guys were, you know, like, uh, hey, you know, we got the uh, black label SFRT, you know, mulatto, whatever <laughs> it is. And I'm just like, oh, shit, man, I got nothing. I, I don't know how to call all those little numbers. And I'm I like, did actually bring you his favorite black label we were talking about yesterday. It's in my humidor there. I'll give it to you in a second when I reach back there. I don't know, it was just clicking through my head. But I know, but I just let you, you know, I, I guess after I was thinking about it, I wanted to bring up the fact that I thought it, it's damn hard on the monster box, the, the monster mash box. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're going to kind of know what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, whoa, did you just throw it back on me or something? <laughs> like, you got to know the colors, dude. I'm like, well, is there a color chart? Did you well, put then, a Tatawati coloring Then book? it was funny when he goes, go to the factory. Is there any colors on shit? <laughs> I mean, um, if you look at all those monster colors, the variation is not all that different yeah. on some of them. But um, what we're smoking right now to start the podcast, uh, this is the Room 101 2019 Doomsayer. Uh, this is the Toro. Um, this is the Habano of the two that released. Um, tobacco in it, it's everywhere, dude. It's from Indonesia, Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, and I think there's Pennsylvania in there, too. So it's it's pretty much everywhere. So Pennsylvania, um, broadly, yeah. Um, this is cool. I was kind of going through the humidor this morning, and I was like, you know, we haven't really done much one on one since we talked about SCG acquiring it and Forge distributing it. Now, this is one of those cigars that you'll. I'm probably I'm pretty sure you'll start seeing once Forge starts putting it out into accounts. You'll be picking up on Doomsayer. So I know it's going to be more of a it's going to be a lighter start than we're normal to. That we're used to, sorry. Um, normally we start pretty full in the morning. And that was something that, that Casey said yesterday too that I really agreed with that we had talked about before. Um, you know, look, it's no it's no big deal for you or I to just smoke full cigars all day. You know, full strength cigars all day. But he did get me thinking, and I do think I do the same thing slightly. Like when I'm getting closer to the end of the night, like if I'm getting ready to close up or if, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to go to bed, I'm not going to go smoke a Neanderthal or a Padron. You know, I'll smoke a, and I'll leave a beat. You know, they're not incredibly lighter, well, but... it's funny, because, like, the late hour, that baby's packed. The, uh, Davidoff? Yeah. I mean, that baby's packed. That's an amazing smoke. Yeah. But that's probably very barely, strong That's probably cigar. barely, well, it's full body. Um, maybe strength-wise, but, I mean, that there's a lot of flavor punch in that. I think. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's a full body. It's What's just the not other one? Last call? Is there another one? Who the last call is from AJ. Okay. They know the last call. I like this. Now, I feel stupid asking you this size because, but then again, I don't because it could be as much as a millimeter difference on some of these sizes. But well, this I one love, is, that's what's funny. I love the feel of this. This is a 655 Toro. Yeah. Instead of a 654 or 656, it's a 655 Toro. 
So this is real close to the, the Calaveras, and I don't know, I think I have a 56. 56, that, yeah, real close. Yeah. Literally a millimeter really difference. I like this size. Yeah. And you can tell the construction on this is bad to the bone. It yeah, just this feels is, um, good. Size-wise, it teeters a little bit for me, but I'm excited to get into it smoking. I've actually, I've never smoked these. Um, I bought these in Chicago. Because I remember seeing the, during the press release that came out when STG acquired Room 101, <clears throat> it was one of the, you know, the highlights that they had talked about with Doomsayer being done. When they were talking about him moving factories from La Polina to Davidoff over to, uh, where'd he end up at? Doomsayer. Room 101. Doomsayer. Or Doomsayer, yeah. Yeah. Doomsayer, uh, Room 101. I was just looking at this cigar and I was like, Room 101. How long has Room 101 been out? Mm. Seven or eight, I think. Okay. I think. But like when they were trying to think of the name of their company, it's interesting why they decided to call it Room 101. Well, we're gonna have we're gonna have Matt on hopefully before October um, or in October because September's pretty booked up. Um, so we'll be able to ask him then and actually dive on with him and get into some stuff. Because I know when me and you were thinking of names, uh, you actually brought to the table the Craft Impero. And uh, it's important because, you know, you don't know how long this party will last. I mean, but we're off to a good start. Yeah. I mean, 10 years from now, and you know, you say like, Craft Impero, man, that, that's a pretty snazzy name. Room 101, yeah. Table 36. Yeah. I don't know. Names are cool. Sounds pretty crown, good. Heads, crown Heads. Top two Heads. Right. What's the one from yesterday? The Crown Thief or the Crown... Stolen Throne. Stolen Throne. Stolen Throne. Yeah. Um, a lot of crowns and cigars. Yeah. On a lot of labels and involved with a lot the of... The Crown Heads one. Yeah, and, it's, and, the, and see, this is where it's a little different for us because when the name for this was going this had nothing to do you know i think i was talking about blending some cigars for us to have you know not like we were not anywhere in this field of actually putting a product out we had talked about it like yeah we'll you know blend something whatever so the name was the podcast we just kind of wanted a cigar we could hand out yeah and have fun with yeah but the name was the podcast i think we just got lucky that it translates over to the cigar as a brand you know right like craft bourbon craft beer puro cigars i mean it's fantastic um i do toy with the idea though that you know our logo is craft puro i don't put the and in there because i don't really think you need to if somebody starts pitching that there's not an ampersand in there or an i'm sorry an and sign We'll do I mean, one special. Like, I don't. I don't think it needs to. I don't. I think. I think it's, it's not Harley and Davidson. It's Harley no. Davidson. Yeah. Well, Craft Puro, Craft and Puro. They're, they're just naturally going to say it. But it's Craft Puro, though. Like, I know, but they're going to say it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. even have to put it in there. That's kind no, of. What I don't. I, like I don't think. It. I don't. I don't. I'm not worried about that at all. List of things worried in, in Craft uh, and Puro yeah. company. None. That is not <laughs> it. Zero. Gone. And. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't even because no one's ever brought it up either. Right. Well, now, now, now ten years. One ago, of these assholes. Listen, uh, you guys, <laughs> been ten years. Has anybody <clears throat> ever asked you why it's just craft? It's craft and puro. 
anyway, get off that. But I don't know, man. It tastes pretty good, and that's three, four years ago. The four O's. This is why I said this yesterday, man. Like I even even me, sometimes I forget when people are talking about that. You know, you call it the your baseline or your standard whiskey rollout, and everybody always says, "Look, you got Woodford, Buffalo Trace." You know, you go to Jameson. Uh, shit, even seventeen ninety two small batches falling into that now. Wild Turkey. Where's four rows? Regular single barrels like fifty bucks, dude. I mean, it's not small batch. Small batch is fantastic. It's right in there with those other bottles. I don't know, man. I, I love it. That's a hundred proof, and that's a good hundred proof. Yes, that ain't no sissy hundred proof. That's a good hundred proof. This is cool because it, it would be really fun to go back and listen because I think we did a podcast that night. Or did we do it up there? I don't remember. No, we didn't. Um, but uh, when we talked about it then to see what it was, but now, like you said, it's a good hundred proof. There's still that spice and that tingle on your tongue when you drink it. But it is darker and sweeter. Yeah, it's a a a, a rich sweetness. Mm, there you go. You know that's funny because um, one of the things when I say rich, um, it's kind of the difference between me and you. I, I know we pecked back at four uh, at each other the other day on the Mitchners. 10 year versus 17. Um, uh, Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill. Yeah. The old Fitzgerald. I think for that juice um, compared to 10, which believe me, I'm all with you on that. I'm out searching for a bottle for myself. Um, I love it. There's just something about um, Heaven Hill's old Fitzgerald juice that just. I will never argue that with you. Ever. Well, I'm just saying, I think when, like when we drink good bourbon, it's got that caramel. Um, it's got, it's got honey oak. It's got that sweetness, yeah. the amber color. It's all there. But then, Old Fitzgerald, it's like, wait for it, wait for it. And then there's all these other layers of spice and just richness in it that I just think at the end game, I think that's why a lot of these uh, reviews and whoever they put it up, because this was kind of against Weller 12. Um, well, there's still people that it's think just amazing. Your Weller is just like the best. I, I I am a little shocked at that too. Don't get me wrong, I love 12 year oh, Weller. Oh, it's great, but but it's, it's, always, it's always that weird thing too, right? People are like, what's the best cigar? I'm like, right now the one I'm smoking is pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, I might go up there. That is so hard to answer and to, to just finite put down. Weller 12 years, the best bourbon. What? No, it's, it's a, no way, dude. No way. Well, I, Now, it may be the best bourbon you've tried, which I can tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. We've joked about it. Um, we've had, um, we're out having a pour and it, you know, it's, it wasn't great. But then we have it again. Uh, we opened um, Evan Williams White Label. Remember we opened it the first time? That's Trash. the worst we've ever had. Trash. Opened it again. Said, damn, it's probably pretty good that night. Yeah. You know, then we look at, like, you know, I know we talk about this a lot and we bring it up a lot, but the podcast we did, uh, the Squirt and Germans with that Makers 101. Dude, that bottle was lined up against uh, 
what three or four bangers well we because i had just found at the gas station a single barrel of uh, old taylor yeah um and then i'm sure we had um wilderness trail probably out there with us as well which was fantastic and damn it that 101 was the best bourbon that day you know um i don't think there's anything wrong i know we've all talked about that it's like you know if i could drink one one bottle every day would i be upset if it was 112 no not at all right but is it what i would go no you know i'd like midwinter's night dream to just be sitting around the freaking house all the time i'd love for that to happen that'd be fantastic i i could pick a i could maybe do a top 10 um and for you know it's funny too when you talk about that because you're in different moods right I mean, I don't want to drink something, if we're outside and it's freaking hot, I really don't want a real high um, proof bourbon that's going to burn. And I mean, well, that I was somebody, some, were we golfing? And someone asked me that question. Oh, I went, I got a beer and they were like, why aren't you drinking bourbon? I'm like, dude, it's hot outside. Yeah. I would just put ice in it. I'm like, I don't drink my whiskey with ice. So, and I'm not just drinking it for effect, so why would I just alter what I do so it's cold in my mouth? No, it's hot outside, guess what? I have a cold beer. Right. You know, like, fine. And right there, I joke about this all the time. Look, when it's 110 degrees outside and you're sweating your ass off and someone reaches down in a cooler and pulls out an ice cold PBR and you drink it, that beer is the best beer you've ever had. Now don't have a second one because you'll start to taste the PBR and it's trash, but that will be the best beer you've ever had. I've had a lot of ice cold stags that I'm just like, damn. That's Dude, I had a stag one time. And by I had stag, I took a drink of it and pissed it back in the bottle. Was it cold? Yes. Yeah. Dude, malt liquor was a delicacy compared to stag. Yeah, well. <laughs> out of your mind. Mickey's is the way to go there. I mean, they have the greatest pictures in the world. Like these two steamboats on the Mississippi, it says yeah. stag. Dude, that Great. picture is bank. That thing is amazing. Um, but no, to get back to the bourbon thing, it's hard for me to pick I, a, a top 10, me and you've never done it. But Dude, we've tried. We've done them at the end of both years. And like, we don't really ever get past a four. Like, it, you know, it's hard. Um, but when I think of my collection and stuff that stands out that I really enjoy when I can sit down and relax and, and really do it is, um, I mean that dovetail. Um, yeah, it, from barrel. Yeah, great. You know we've talked about the seagrass. Fantastic. There's not been a bottle of Old Fitzgerald in the decanter line that's bottled and bottled. Well, don't don't we don't get mad at twelve either because twelve fits is, is good too. It's I just, just not in the decanter. The no, I know it's just not in the decanter. You yeah. Know? Um, and you know, by the way, I'll show you a picture. Um, I have. The full line of all of them that they've put out now is eight of them. And I believe they're missing uh, 10, 10, 12. No. In, uh, in 12 the out. I don't, 10 never existed. 12's out. I don't know that they're going to decanter 12. I don't think Heaven Hill is going to do is. it. I wonder why. I don't know. So if you, like, if you go back through um, and you look at uh, old Fitz bottles, so they were in the decanter up until. Ooh, the decanter changed. So you know that You're old bottle, old school decanter. Yeah, you know that old bottle you have. 
Yeah. Weller was in that, or sorry, Old Fish Joe was in that until like 2008. Okay. But then Weller, or Old Fitz, the bottle and bonds, they stopped for a few years. I can't, I've tried to look it up. I can't really find when it did stop and it technically came back. But when they came back, they launched 12-year bottle and bond in that, almost looks like that Weller bottle, right? It's in that bottle. Okay. Then the year later, I think it was, was it nine that came or 11? I think 11 was the one that came the next year in that, in that decanter or some years after that, however it happened, you know? And I think it would be, it's really cool. I wouldn't do 12 in the decanter because now you have that bottle. They don't do 12 anymore. Like 12's not out. It's, you can't buy it. Now you've got that bottle, you know? Yeah, I'm lucky to have that. That's um, that was gifted to me through Cass. I don't know if it was gifted that 12? or I gave him some cash. That twelve? <laughs> yeah. No, that was not from Cass. I'm pretty sure. I know exactly who handed it to you because I'm okay. the one that did it. <laughs> so what's the story then? Oh. Huh. Yeah. I was there. Oh yeah. yeah. Now, I, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Wow, that is right. For some reason, I always thought that was him, but now you are correct, sir. I remember that. Anyway, uh, that was a that was a bottle sale event before we went down to, yeah, before we went down to um, what was that place we went? Oat. Remember that? Yeah, we went to Oat, and uh, they Should were I selling sucked. I don't know everything. if they watered it down or whatever. Dude, but it sucked. after you, you and the Mad Russian got hooked with that. It was like dusty, like bad dusty, like cardboard. It, and, it was Blanton's. I thought I bought a half bottle of Blanton's. I bought, yeah, I like bought that bottle of uh, Caribou Crossing that had like a pour out of it. I gave it to Kurt because, you know, the ginger from the north wanted it. Have you had that? Caribou Crossing? Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Really? I, yes. I don't think I've ever had it. Oh my God, I don't it's have good. it in my collection. Dude, it's so good. Because we've always talked about Canadian whiskey not being. Yeah, but the thing is, though, like, it's Sazerac's Canadian whiskey. Oh, really? It's, it's a Buffalo Trace product. I did not know that. Yeah, it's so it's yes, it's Canadian, but it's Buffalo Trace did it. You know what I mean? I did not know that. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm again. This is where I get a little partial, right? Like Rock Hill Farms. Rock Hill Farms is very good. I do enjoy it, but it's you can almost not every day are you going to find Caribou Crossing. But if you see it on a bar, then it's, you can almost bet you can go to a store and get one, right? When that ships, it ships, it's out. And it, is it from time to time here in St. Louis? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We, I, uh, lit, I think somebody Sunday just poured the last of it at Lit. And it's it's unique, too, because you know. Is that a highly allocated deal, too? Not, so I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna know the specifics on that, but from what I see and who has it and where it's sitting, it's not that it's highly allocated, it's that when it comes in, it gets allocated quickly, right? So if 100 cases come in before the end of the day, they're already sent where they're going. But that includes grocery stores. You know, fuck, I saw Deerberg's in Winsville, or not Winsville, O'Fallon had it, you know? But when you look at it on the top of it, you know, the pewter top, it's a caribou. Love it. It's like a whole fucking caribou on top of it. Listen, we've already talked too much about it. I got to get it. <laughs> It's like it's like you open that door. I, that's a that's another one of those bottles, man. That that like well, we're really have two to have it on the show now. Oh, we'll get on the show. Yeah. Two two three years ago, bro, you could get bottles at a time of it. I mean, you know. God, don't you wish we could do a little time traveling? 
It goes town case yesterday. Zip, I uh, kicked there's crafted myself in the ass ten years ago, not buying these dress boxes when I could find them for two hundred bucks, right? You know, and that's why I said yes. I'm so grateful now that they're doing the reduxes on the monsters because now, like, I'm gonna have a drag box this year. Stoked, you know. You know what? What I was thinking the other day was how many Frank boxes guys were just dumping them in the the empty piles. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you should be putting those away back then. That was know. last year. I believe I have those? one empty and I've got one sealed. Oh, I've got a I've got a full one and then I have an empty one. Yeah. Um. So what do you think on the cigar so far? I love it. It's um with the with the four I've had a lot of room one hundred ones. Yeah, this is by far the best one I've ever smoked. Really? I think so. I gotta get you a smoke. Like payback. Oh well, yeah. I I really I love that design. That um, what is it? It's some sort of is it a Polynesian? Yeah, the Ichiban. Oh, I'm sorry. It was it's what? What's it called? No, I'm confusing cigars. Ichiban. No, Ichiban's another cigar he does. Uh, the I mean, payback, yeah, it's the, Mon- it's the Mongolian war face. Whatever, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then I think this it's flower uh, thing mm-hmm. I've seen on his. But this, is, now, I'm just saying, right now this seems really good to me. No, it's it's very good. This is, you know, I've talked in some cigars I've been smoking lately with, I'm going to use the word rich because that's what you nailed into the whiskey and I like it. The richness that still keeps the spice laying around almost like a rye is the like smoke an antique spice in this it's yeah, like, and it's got a butteriness to it yeah you're right like when you retro and you let it go it's almost like again you know when you put some toast on a bread and you eat it i mean that's what it's reminding me of mm. but it does it's got a very very mild spice to it which i like which is cool i kind of love the, the gold and the brown it's a really impressive label i like it Okay, so I want to talk about the second episode of House of Dragons. I did watch it. Oh, you did okay. ask me. I said I hadn't watched it yet. So, what did you think of the episode? Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle, and don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a fifteen percent discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code Craft Boodle fifteen. Once again, Craft Boodle. 15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, well, I think what's crazy is um, now that I know that how many people are watching it and, and, you know, it's like, yeah, man, the dragons are cool and this and that. I know now that I really have to pay attention to names and details. Well, so that's where this the, thing's going. Yes. What's the backstory? That was the this? one thing immediately that I found out watching the second episode when they're talking the Targaryen and Valerian bloodlines, right? And then how Damon went to Dragonstone, okay? Now, in the show, obviously, you know that the Targaryen family, that's the right seat of the crown, Dragonstone, right? Yeah. But in Game of Thrones, that is where Daenerys set up her camp at Dragonstone built her whole freaking army together, hooked up with snow, uh, plundered, and then, you know, that's the emphasis of that. 
you're seeing it way back. This you know? is, but how far? Five hundred years before. Oh, Janine was yeah. telling me two thousand years. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's it's uh, it's either two hundred or five hundred years. It's it says in the thing. Okay. Anyway, I I find it fascinating because I think. Game of Thrones, and I'd have to go back, but initially when Game of Thrones got going, you're just kind of watching this. You don't really know what's coming. You don't understand how big this is going to be. I just do. I love the music. I love the characters, but there's so much going on. It's kind of nice in this one. You know you need to pay attention to details and, and how it's all going in the relationships with the kings back then and their their court or whatever you call yeah. the table of Small guys court. Yeah. who were giving them all of I mean, advice. I mean, a king is only as good as his people around him. But who's around you? That's the thing, man. It's like you gotta I mean there's a circle of trust there that can get fucked up. And King Viserys broke it. Exactly. He should have married the black dude with white hair's daughter. Yeah, what is she, 11 years? She's 12 years old now. Yeah. 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 I do I do love that scene though, when they're walking and they're talking. And she's like, I will be a great queen. I will birth you many children. Our bloodline will stay strong forever. And he goes, did your father tell you to say that? Of course he did. And then he goes, what did your mother say? She goes, at least I won't have to bed you till I'm 14. <laughs> like, damn, man. That'd be probably worth waiting for, though, I got to say. But you got to understand, too, that back in the day, men were taking women early because their life expectancy was so well, short yeah. compared to now. And this is something that's really interesting to talk about that a lot of people get upset about when that stuff is portrayed in shows, right? When you go back uh, into medieval times or just go back into, into B.C. and when you're seeing these, these young queens that are... 14, 15, 16 years old, right? So the average age estimate back then is somewhere around 36 years old, but it's skewed so harshly because living was so hard that many pregnant women died during birth and then the children never made it to maturity. Cause it's just, it's just so damn hard. So back then it was like, look, if you wanted to eat, you needed people to work your farm, right? Not everybody everywhere could afford to go rampage and tear shit up and be royalty. And, and if they weren't a slave, they couldn't afford them, you know, back then. I mean, well, that it Castle just, don't look too good to me. No, it actually looks pretty dope, though. Was, saying, yeah. yeah, they make it look so cool because yeah. their stuff. What did somebody say? Somebody was like, could you imagine running Wi-Fi through that thing? <laughs> I just can't get over, like, the bed pans and all. Well, I'm, I'm sitting there one night. We were watching something. It wasn't game. It was something with castles and, and, and all that. And we're watching this. Why do you goes, what? I'm like, could you imagine having to light all those candles every day? I almost got hot when they were uh, sitting by oh all those candles. God. I mean, you could just imagine. Well, how many heat. people died because they tripped into a row of candles? I mean, what do you do for the king? I light the candles. I keep them lit. He that missed is that my candle. Job, the candle. He missed that candle. Take his head. You got a candle maker and a candle lighter. Right. That's a full time job. Um, but you know, man, it's been that way. Even when I was a kid, when we go out and visit our farm out in Kansas, I mean, 
that house was literally heated from the main fireplace. The fireplace had fans that blew heat yeah. off the fireplace into the rest of the house. Oh yeah, that fire was maintained stones. all through the winter. Yeah, it never goes out. Yeah, I mean, I like to think I do that during the winter now. But, you know, yeah, that was pretty funny the other day. It's like ninety something degrees, Dude, almost a hundred, and you got a raging fire ambiance, bro, in your, in your new pit. Ambiance. It looks cool though. It looks kind of cool right now because it's all perched up on that mound. Like you gotta walk up to it. Yeah, it's like, it's like a shrine. You gotta walk. Yeah, but once it. it's leveled out, it'll look a little different. I'm sure. I'll be the only one out there. <laughs> Where's Mark? No, he's sitting out there on his throne no, by it. the fireplace. Yeah. I am telling you, like a grand look, fire just to there. be just to be a little nerdy, if we ever set up a studio, we're getting two iron thrones. Iron. Let's bring this up because the king is dying because of the throne. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people are picking yeah. that up, but he's going bye bye. Finger. Yeah. Yeah. He's got pricked on his finger and his back. Yep. So those things don't look comfortable. Obviously. Clean. <laughs> and they've even added more swords. Right? There was just the sword thrown in Game of Thrones. No, no, no. That's always been that way. All those it was supposed to be the, the, the throne was was made of the weapons of Aegon's enemies, and the dragon melted them all together into a throne. <clears throat> now, I'm sure I'm sure if you go back into like the first two, three seasons of Game of Thrones, so all it those wasn't other... super elaborate, right? They definitely it just looks like there's more. Oh, they blades. definitely dialed in. I'm just saying, there's the chair, and then down a step, there's like, it's like grass. There's swords. Oh yeah, that's over. that's probably that's that's not there anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the dragon, the the uh, princess right now, the heir yeah. at this point, yeah. she's badass. Comes in on her dragon. She's. She's got a real different look to her, too. Anyway, but, um, but she's right, like, man. She's smarter than the king. She goes, hey, you're not going to just go down there and get the right. egg back from him. I'm going to have to go down there. Um, I do like uh, how the dragons are prevalent in, in the entire show. It did get picked up for a second season. Did you see that? House of Dragon? Yeah. Well, I thought that would have been a given. You know. Well, everyone was thinking it was just going to be a ten-episode run-up. Oh, you know. Well, but it'll be cool if it could go. If it could go a few seasons, get get closer and closer and closer, it'd be pretty cool. But it is kind of funny because I've also started C um, and watching that, and um, it is funny watching Jason. Now, is his last name Mamone? Mamoa. Mamoa. Okay, so Mamoa, as he's down because he can't see, and he's grabbing, like, elk shit and putting it in his face and smelling it like he's hunting this thing blindly. And, um, I don't know, it's just kind of funny how that whole thing, the idea of it is just crazy. Well, I was telling to, <laughs> And I'm not saying much because I know you haven't seen it. You I haven't seen three. I'm up to two. I'm up to it's all. Yeah, because that show, like, I've, I've gone where I've watched, like, through season two, I caught, you know, one and two, and then I, I think we travel. I saw three, four, and five. And so then I went, I'm like, I can't watch that show. Guess what? Episode we're screwed episode. up now. Oh, yeah. Because no, when they don't. When you, 
we we're all used, especially because of the um, COVID gig. We're all um, what do they call it? Fiends? No, where you watch a bunch of episodes. Oh, uh, oh, what is that word? Uh, God. It's um, I can't. Well, Damn. Well, oh, what is it's that? It's right on the tip of my tongue. But we're so used to that now. And to be honest with you, I think you can follow the storyline a lot better than having to wait week after week. Because let's face it, a lot happens in our lives in a week now. Well, and that's what was cool about um, like Stranger Things. So this last season they did, every single episode was an hour and 10 to 15 minutes long. Each episode was a short movie. So when it ended, you'd be like, oh, okay. And then when you got to the next one, it would pick right, you know what I mean? It'd pick right back up. Um, Benched. It's called Benji. Benji. Yeah. Yes. We're Bengers <laughs> now, man. Yeah, dude. So I, I'm not really into this having to wait every week. The Batman, right. remember like next week, same bat channel, same right. bat time. Right, right, yeah. And I'm just like, no, man, we're Bengers now. I want it now. We're America. We're gluttons. We want it now, especially the newer, the new kids. Um, the millennials. I don't know. Are you a millennial? I don't fucking know. Okay. Anyway. And he's 2022. I don't identify as a millennial. How about that? But I, uh, anyway, I love it. I look forward to it. And it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, House of the Dragons will be really cool. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It'll be cool. So I know, this is what's interesting. So I know at some point they're going to do a time jump. I do mentioning laugh about because that. because the Renea the girl yeah. there's an actress that plays an adult her and then the the chick that that the king's gonna marry her friend yeah. there's an adult actress of her that's in the show oh so they're going to you know skip um, ten years or some shit I always loved it when Vikings I kind of you know I I really dug the Viking deal that was awesome Vikings. But I, the Vikings. Yeah, that was good until the fifth season. But me and Janine always laughed because it was like, Floki? Floki? I need some boats. <laughs> and the next thing you know, there's like next a thousand episode, boats you're out there. A thousand boats, yeah. right. I'm like, what is, is he a time traveler? How does he get all these boats? Like in the next episode, he's got a thousand boats. Floki the boat maker. Thor came down, I was like, lightning up some bolts, some boats. Now, what about that while we're on it? The Vikings, they're going to be some, isn't there, hasn't there already been one spinoff that we watched? Um, I thought we already watched a spinoff. There was a movie. Valhalla? Or is that something completely different? Valhalla is a, that's a show. That's something different. That's not a spinoff, that's something different. So there's been nothing. There was the Netflix movie that we watched. Yeah. That had um, Alexander Skarsgård in it. That was really good. Where he ends up dying at the at the mouth of Baldur's Gate. That was pretty good. I liked that one. Anyway, I loved it. Uh, what else did I watch? Anyway, it's horrible now, man, because we're such gluttons. Um, Netflix and Hulu, I just can't get enough of it. I mean, it's like at the end of the night, whether it's eight, nine o'clock, I'm you know winding down and I want to watch something. I'm like, that seen it, seen it, seen yep. it, seen it, seen it. Dude, seen that's it. what I hate. When you hit that weird moment when you finish a show and you're like, let's put some on. You're like, nothing. I got nothing. At least now, like the most haunted places in America and shit's coming back on. 
So I'm gonna watch the spooky stuff, which is cool. But I watched last night The Samaritan with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Not yet. Well, that's on uh, Prime. Prime, I yeah. think. And I didn't know if we had to pay for it. I'm like, hey, let's check this out because I'm a Stallone fan. I mean, I think he's done some amazing stuff. I'm a Stallone over Arnold fan, so. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like 76. 76. He just told his wife he wanted another Rottweiler. She goes, You get the Rottweiler, I'm gone. I figured the dog really didn't have much to do with it. They're probably yeah, done she anyway. was out, bro. Yeah. But that guy is little, man. He's about, yeah, we were talking about that. He's not very yeah. big. And then I started checking out the old guys, like um, Chuck Norris, 82. Yeah, dude, and they're all like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, yeah, all of them. Well, Arnold's, Arnold's 6'4", right? He, Arnold's pretty tall, okay. isn't he? Yeah. Have I think he is. Son? No. Looks like a carbon copy. Oh, really? He's already lifting. He's, yeah. He's going to be huge. But Willie smokes stogies. Of course, he smokes stogies. I smoke stogies in my house. You guys have to have your we put that Put that video on uh, on the Patreon. We got so many funny comments on it. Anyway, I did not realize because Stallone the last couple of days has been all over um, Instagram. That dude is tatted. Oh yeah, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's got like almost a full suit. He's he's got an upper chest piece, and I think his back is done. Yeah, it's the Phoenixes. If you look at it, they're he's fun. got shit. So and you've seen it because in the first Expendables, when Mickey Rourke is tattooing him, yeah. all that shit's real. <laughs> Those oh, are his tattoos. Oh. Yeah, with the exception of the Expendable Mickey tattoo. Didn't do him. Uh, no, well, who knows? He might have. I don't know. But they got him with a tank top with all of his tats, and then he's in Levi's, and he's got these red, white, and blue cowboy boots. Yeah. Pants in. Yeah, I'm yeah. tucked in. I'm yeah. like, who does that? He must have been picking up Stallone the Stallone does that. Anyway, to get back to the Samaritan um, the show, it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. You know. It's supposed to be a cool vigilante superhero show, right? Well, it's... Well, okay. I don't want to say too much about it because you haven't seen it yet because there is a twist. Um, but it was pretty good, man. I enjoyed it. It was, I don't know, an hour and a half, hour 40. Okay. It was pretty good. Nothing wrong with that. I'm really into these documentaries. Have you seen... Oh, no. And I did watch the whole season of The Bear. They actually had him on the morning show this morning. The Bear? That show's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's We love that. That show was awesome. Um, That was uh, Flip from uh, Shameless. Um, Oh, my God. Unrolled. Have you seen Unrolled yet? Unrolled. I've talked about it. I know I've played it when you've been around. It's the it was the self funded cigar movie that was made. No, I've seen that. I'll send it to you, and you can watch it on Prime. You have to watch it. All all the guys are in it. You know, Davidoff, Tatawai, Pepin, uh, Oliva, the J.C. Newman family. Oh, we're not in there. Uh, no. <laughs> No, not at, uh, at yeah. Remember, you know, like that list of nothing really fucking matters? We were right down there at the bottom of the making that movie, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Cigar's good. It's a little confusing cigar for me. This is, I, I'm enjoying this. This actually reminds me a little bit of a, uh, a Casa Cuba from Fuente. Um, I do enjoy that cigar very much. It's one of those Fuentes I can really get down on. 
it's got there's a very itty bitty little bit of spice, right? But it's nothing that comes through on the retro hail. It's real light. It kind of all the spiciness kind of sits around in your mouth and. Uh, but this is one of the most dialed in leathers that I can talk about. The way it kind of tans on your tongue and it sits on your tongue. It's thick. It, it leaves the taste profile there, which is neat. So you want to give it a bigger body, you know? But I don't I don't think it is. I don't. <clears throat> I know I should know certain things that I don't. And I just have to accept that I don't because it frustrates me when I don't know as much as of what I want to know. But like the tanning, I've read some stuff about that. What what is the tanning? Tan tannings. So or tan or tan. So like in a and I hope I'm getting this right. You could say it. You know when you see legs on whiskey, that's tanning on wine. Okay, tanning with a cigar. But when I treat it that way, that is when you, you you're salivating on the side of your tongue. Okay, and the taste is holding on the sides of your tongue, not necessarily the roof of your mouth or the top of your tongue, but right here by your molars. I that's what I call tanning in a cigar. Because when you go. Because then it actually taste it, it got up. I was actually uh, talking about it uh, with KC on the thing. I felt like it was um, it was leaving, and I probably used moist. I did, but I there was a, um, and I don't know how to say it. And I explained it with the Miller Lite versus the Budweiser. It dries out. This left my mouth feeling salivating. Salivating. Yeah. Gestation. Okay. Yeah. But, man, I'm telling you what, uh, I really like this cigar. Man. Yeah, this is I'm very really good. I'm really happy uh, with this. <clears throat> my, my Room 101 thing is, like, you know, the we know that the Squirt German got really hard into Room 101. You know, became, that's, I still think it's his favorite company. Um, so he started hunting all the 10th, 15th, all these anniversary cigars, vintage ones that were done. Um, what really drew me back in to Room 101 was in the beginning of the LCA projects when you had Death Bucket and Death Bucket 2, right? And I was like, wow, okay, some Room 101. So then I went and got some uh, Namakubis that I had. I had a, I got a payback when I was down at Crew. I had 54 paybacks. And I got into them and I was like, ah, you, know, you know, they're good. You know, they're not, the box is you know, a killer. They're really good, but I throw them in line with like La Barba and, and Bellotto well, stuff and Caldwell. You know, like they're good, but they're like, I'm not, every now and then I'm going to grab one and smoke it and it's going to be really good, but it's not something I want to store up and stock on. So I started doing this because we've done this with a few of these now, um, like the um, Tobacco Knot uh, or the... Oh, shut up, whatever. Crazy Farmer or Hatchet Joe or whatever it was that he gave me on my birthday. Those were great. You know, so now, like, when I'm out and I see a 101 that just says, like, Room 101 on it that I've never seen, I'll buy a couple of them and then we'll smoke them. You know, like, I just, because I, I want to I wanna get more into 101 to kind of taste some of the core stuff again, like, go to a brand you haven't had in a while. And it'll, be, it'll just be interesting when we can do that. Because that's what's actually what I want to talk about, too. Uh, STG acquired 101 for distribution under Forge. I want to say it was over three months ago. STG. Scandinavian General? Tobacco Group. That is who owns General Cigar. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's and then, and then that's what I thought, General. And then under that same umbrella that parted off from General, so General, star, STG started Forge, which now has La Polina, Diesel, um, Room 101, La Gloria Cabana, 
feel like I'm missing one. I might, I might be missing one. Uh, but they did that so the general can simple sit down and just focus into Macanudo, punch, CAO, you know, things, things, things inside that realm. Um, Excalibur, I believe. Is there, no, it's Altidus. I think it's Altidus. Um, but my point is, uh, one, I'm not seeing any more room on one anywhere. You know, like not even samples. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not seeing them. So it's like, you know, it, it's a little bit of a bummer because you want them there. You know, it's like you got really excited about it, but I almost, you know, we don't know the internal workings. We don't know what their plan is. You know, maybe they're doing a, a, a total launch, a relaunch or whatever, um, but just haven't seen them yet. Hmm. You know? Just like I was going through the humidor this morning, I was moving a bunch of stuff around. Um, I looked down, these two, they were sitting in the left corner of that second shelf, and I was like, never done box, You have a box of these? No, I had two. Oh. I had just bought two. That's what I was saying. Like when I was in when I was in Chicago, and I bought this burrito, the uh, the Verites uh, from Tatuaje, those thirteen Churchills, and then um, what did I get? Oh, I got that Davidoff blend box. Yeah, and then I bought the two of those because they were in that vault room, and I was like, oh, cool. Right. You know, you know, kind of sucks about it, it. Doesn't suck, but what it has transpired now with my humidor and the way I kind of did it now is. Um, which may sound a little weird, but you know, the, the, the glass humidor that I, I have, that has turned into my single kind of cigar yeah. selection because you bring me cigars, I've found cigars, and I, those are, that's kind of my piecemeal uh, humidor now. And yeah. then with, like KC was saying, I have that big, huge white, and when I filled it, I thought, man, how, only half my fault. I yeah. put all the boxes. You got it. The one thing you have to do at that. Um, is well, you're going to see because you're coming over, and I'm yeah, going to yeah, yeah. look at it. Rotate. It That's out. the one thing you got to do. It's just, and I'm not saying every week. You know, you're down there, and you're like, "Ooh, I'm going to go into a box." Maybe do the Jenga thing with the boxes a little bit, just so airflow circulates the, the whole thing. Mix them up. Move them around. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing, I, the one thing everybody talks about with bourbon is, can I say that bottle real quick? So like they're like if you go downstairs and you're gonna pull a bottle out, you know take five minutes to grab your bottles, do this, whether they're full or not, just do. It. I, I don't know. That would take like a half. A so day. when they no I know, but like when they when they seal it, there's a little bit of yep. gas that's used to seal it down. Apparently this keeps it fresh. It moves a little bit of air around in the bottle. I agree. But dude, I've dude, I got bottles of scotch that are fuck man. I've had them twelve years. We've opened them. Don't you think the cork is the corks are a little better today than like well we find an old dusty? So the mad Russian explained this and he said, well, what he said because I didn't know this and he said this and I so I, I went to the article he sent me and I was like, no shit, you're right. So do you know why you can store wine like this? No. The alcohol content inside the bottle cannot dispose of the cork. If you've got a hundred plus proof bottle of whiskey and you store your bottle this way, the alcohol will eat the cork. I guess. Oh yeah, I can't yeah, watch. Yeah, it's all good. He's crazy. Come on. Anyway, um, yeah, that's interesting. But anyway, man, I 
I'm really happy you brought this. I really like. It's, it. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, me too. Dude. I can shoot a message out to Jared. See, I got these at the uh, Casa de Monte Cristo down there in Chicago. Dude, we gotta plan a, a fucking smoke trip to Chicago. Let's do it. I did order those Faustos Casey was talking about from. Uh, um, oh my god, that shop in Chicago. Oh. I'm having that brain fart system today. Um, hey, before I forget, yo, who distributes um, Old Fix Gerald in St. Louis? Do you know? By Major case? brands. Breakthrough does. So now it's Breakthrough. Breakthrough so Steve, Beverage. the guy we met out there. Yes. Um, okay. And by the way, I'm trying to get a hold of him. Um, no mailbox setup. I'm like, text him. Uh, we'll, we'll try that. Um, well, man, we've been like jibber jamming here. I gotta catch up on my little four roses, man. And by the way, it's so funny, dude. Okay, dude, I've, I've been. This is. I had forgot about this bottle. This is a very. This is another one of those moments with barrel picks, where like. You know, let's be honest, 95% of the time we get a barrel pick, it's open within 48 hours of buying the bottle. Yeah. Is that fair? Like, we dive into it? Fuck, dude. Mine's still closed. It's still sealed. I haven't even opened it. And that's good. Fantastic. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Um... I didn't ask for that. I told him we were good, but yeah, no, I know. I know. You gave him the thumbs up, like you're okay, and that I guess meant give me another. Yeah, that's my sign language. This means okay, and he went one more. I'm like, oh shit, I, you know. Um. Well, anyway, just to review about yesterday, man. I mean, now I let you do a lot of the talking, and I was. Uh, uh, very happy listener yesterday, but man, that was a great podcast. That was that was fun. I mean, that guy just was down to earth, Casey and dude. Everything. This, he this told is us something. A lot of stuff we didn't know. You, I didn't know the Miami Fifteen was available. Uh, I didn't either, and I don't think. And what's interesting about that is I don't think a lot of people knew that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I know. I'm but it was really really cool. Especially when when he jumped into the Miami side of it and explaining that because look, no, I'm not going to say that. I didn't know that. I did not know. I like I knew there was a rolling factory there. You know, um, quantity output. I had no fucking idea, right? Um, but everything Tatawahi does is very, even their core line stuff is what you would consider small batch, right? So what I mean by that oh, is if see the thing. is if you're releasing 5,000 boxes, well, General Cigar on, on Macanudo, white, red, orange, black, and green, they've released 25,000 boxes of each one. You see what I mean? So you're yeah. still, it is still small now. That's why I enjoyed the, the boutique conversation we had, right? Um, but to hear that, and I think that's gonna help a lot of people out to understand that. You know, he's like, dude, we got like 10 rollers, right? So if we're putting out 5,000 boxes, you know, they're hammering them out. I mean, what, what? But what you don't want to do, like there's a cigar that we're going to smoke that uh, Scooby Drew smoked the other day and he texted me about it. And I'm actually been a little scared to smoke it because it's going to break my heart a little bit on this cigar. Um, I won't tell you immediately right now because I don't want to bash until we do it. Um, but 
we look at when you look at the last time it was released and then how much of it was suddenly released this is what i think would happen if what casey was talking about you know small batch if you rush it if you just start shoving a bunch of shit together and putting it out it might not be the same thing you may alter it right if you you know if you've got the cigars if you've got ten thousand cigars rolled and they're in the cedar room waiting to be labeled and boxed and they're supposed to sit there for six months if you pull them at five that's a different cigar it's not the same cigar anymore right right you know the reason you've hit that point of, of dry aging before it's it's tagged and boxed is because you've gone through it you know the blender the master blender the roller the tasters they've gone through it you know it's like when you look at a barrel in a rickhouse you know da -da -da -da, they're tasting every day they go up done pull it right it's where we want it pull it you know if they go nah, it's okay they come back tomorrow it may never come back to that oh that was the one you know and that's why that trust goes in but then I do understand. Look, I'm one of them. Oh yeah, I want that shit back. Yeah, I want it. But I'm, you know, I'm willing to wait two, four, as many more years it takes for it to come out. Which one? If are you it's going to be any of the cigars oh, I'm going okay. after, that's what I'm saying. Like I just names cigars I've wanted for you know years that just haven't been back out yet. Some brands that have been shelved for a little while. I would much rather you shelve them as long as you need. So when it comes out, it's the same thing. Then you rush it out and be like ah. you know biggest example that you were part of a lot of people are part of lfd's andalusian bull absolutely the 17 release look i hated the size on that cigar but i'll tell you what that was a potent sob man that was a big boy cigar phenomenal dominican chocolate backing you know that underground spike phenomenal cigar then in 19 you know two-year delay we were all no pumped. andalusian bull dude i will never forget 16 boxes 10 more sold five people wanted their money back on the first cigar right it turned in and why it was rushed or changed right for whatever reason it wasn't the same thing you know and then when people ask me this question well you can't make the same thing all the time i'm like well how come roller's been doing it for years right how do master distillers and tasters and blenders i don't care if you go to 17 different stores and buy a flagship bottle of buffalo trace everyone's gonna taste the same don't tell me it can't be done because people have always been doing it you know you just what you don't want to do is rush into it you don't want to force it out yeah that's what I like the story on our bookers um, the shiny barrel <laughs> you know these guys <clears throat> I guess are just tasters and they go around and um, I, I'm just in my head like big guys with uh, overalls and they're popping these barrels and tasting and um, and then when they came to pick shiny barrel they, they found the one that had been rubbed on by the, the man's belly right right and uh, he had created a little shiny spot on the side of that the barrel. oak was so clean yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great story but I, I, I didn't think about it like with cigars these guys were continually tasting <clears throat> to make sure it's where it needs to be when they do that. Well, you know, I've, I've talked, I've talked about it before. You know, it's like, uh, and Luciano explained it to, to you, to Soyver, to Scooby Drew, to to Bride, to everybody that was sitting there. And we were all sitting there talking and smoking. And you know, when we were sitting out there, and he was, this was, this was the most important part of it. When he was pulling the leaf out of his bag and rolling cigars up, there were twice that he rolled them, lit them. You can try that if you want. I got to do it again. It's not right. And he did it again. 
right? Somewhere in their mind is, you know, and this is wine, whiskey, scotch, it's beer, dude, craft beer, cigars. It all goes this way. You never hit it on the head the first time. And I think if you do, you probably go through eight, nine, ten more iterations, and then you come back to the first one, you go, oh, okay, yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of like when I had told you, and, and we had this conversation with Travis, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like how you unconsciously are doing things that, or at least this is the way I explained it to him, <clears throat> I'm unconsciously doing things that, um, like when I'm tasting a cigar, and, and I'm, I'm formulating an opinion on it and how I'm doing it. Like, for example, hang when on, I, I hang shut on. my eyes when that I'm was smoking. A bouquet of flowers that just came out of my nose on that cigar. I'm telling you, man, this is a bad that was, cigar. Sorry, go ahead, continue. That was, but that's what I'm saying is I didn't know that I was doing that. And then when I try to taste bourbon, like when you go to a bourbon party, and one of the things that Cass does that I kind of like, he's got this uh, barrel cap that he turned into a Lazy Susan, and let's say he's got 20 bottles in there. So I get there early, so I, there's not a group of guys there, and I'm spinning that and just trying to do, not not a full pour, but a quarter pour, and trying it, and I'm getting all of the things I would expect in a pretty good bourbon, and then all of a sudden, bam. I remember when I had the Peerless, and it was that orange truffle, and I'm just like, wow, man, that really stands out. And it's the same thing with this cigar. We try a lot of them, and they're great cigars, but this one stands out for me, man. This has got some really um, nice flavor and spiciness to it that I can't put, um, you know, a label on. But, man, it's just this one stands out for me. I'm going to have to get some of these. Yeah, that just, I retroed that in the middle of your conversation there, and that just literally was a bouquet of flowers through, through yeah. my nose. Um, it's almost like a floral spice. Yeah. Um, Anyway, well, I hope that made sense because a lot of times, you know, you probably read more more than I do because you've got um, time to check some stuff out. Um, I'm always running. Well, sometimes at the shop, you know, you can be reading stuff, and I know at home you you light up and read, I read a lot yeah. and stuff. Um, and, and I probably need to do more of that, but. Um, it's nice to know when you get with an expert, which I would consider, you know, Travis an expert, obviously. But, and he tells me some of the things that you're doing unconsciously are great to really evaluate the cigar and the smoke and what you're doing is right on. And, and that's fun to hear. And the same thing with bourbon. He saw me when I tasted that bourbon, what they may call a chew, where I'm, I'm allowing the air, guy, the I'm, holding my, yeah. I'm, I'm holding my tongue and stuff to that and letting air. He goes, that's right on, man. That's what you want to do. And listen, we, we've talked so many times on our show about the things me and you want to do. Like we would love to go down and sit with a master distiller, just like we did with Casey the other day. And some of the questions we have, how do you do this? How do you get it to this point? How, how does this happen and this and that? Well, that's great to have a guy like Casey who said, now we didn't get into any technical blending or anything like that. No, but those... You guys more or less talked about cigars. Yeah. But it's fascinating. I, me and you have to, we have to quit talking about it, and we have to get something down. Me and you need to go to Nicaragua. And I'm assuming from all of our discussions and talks, 
this most probably would happen with Luciano. Yeah, but I would love to do January. That. And we've got to be in the growing season. And if we could get something on the books, we've been chatting. We've been chatting about it. It's just a matter of getting it actually. You know, well, the biggest so. problem is time away for you. I mean, and it actually would be tough for me. I'd have to really set it up because we'd have to at least be down there what ten days. I mean, you could probably do it in five, but okay. if you if you want to, I mean. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm talking, you know, at least at least a day of travel each way, and then five days where you can spend, you know, a, a day in the fields, a day in the grow room, a day in the aging barns, you know, a day and, on and the floor. Me, you, and a I day think that's day an absolute so, must. We have to do. Yeah. It. I would be so excited about going through that, and then I think if I the think rolling if would be anybody, so much fun for me. If anybody. It's really interesting in cigars that way. Look, these trips are going to start coming back up. They're not cheap, okay? They're, they're not. Yeah, it's going to cost you a few thousand dollars to go. But if you can get into one of these, like, Drew Safaris or the Dominican Cigar Fest or Nicaraguan Cigar Festival, if you can go, go to them. You know, it's, it's a fanfare. It's built for that. But if you can, go to them. So I wanted to ask you something. This will be a lot of fun to talk about when it comes to tasting bourbon, tasting on a cigar, and how much we think too hard when we're golfing right i definitely think so what do you think the comparison is between those you're listening to stone tribe on the craft and puro podcast download our brand new song island time and help us raise money for united cerebral palsy 25 percent of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. Okay. Reframe. So, you know, you were talking about taking your time and doing, and we joke all the time, right, when we golf, especially with me. Like, you, you've almost counted now. It's hilarious. If I go up there and I try and set up and take too much time and, and did it, did it, did it, I'm going to hit that ball, it's going to shank either behind me, left or right. But then we just go up there, we look out, we set up, get the tee right, set the club, I hit the ball. Normally we're in pretty good shape, right? Yeah. Have you ever found yourself trying so hard to taste something that you come up with nothing? You mean like when we're talking about a cigar? It, you whether, say, whether, what do you think about that well, cigar? Well, like, that's uh, the hot spot, uh, yeah. But in, 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 in just in regular, just in any time you're smoking, you know? Have you found yourself where, because you, I've done it, I, I do it all the time, where like, I'll hear someone say something, and you know, I've talked about that suggestive power, like it's on bottles and everything. Um, I'll hear someone say something, and I'll find myself holding too much smoke or trying so hard to find this damn taste. Well, I think that's the good thing about me and you, and I think that's why one of the nice things about me and you in the podcast is because... There's sometimes when you're trying to find something in this cigar that we can um, not necessarily put a label on, but we can let the listener know kind of what we're, we're the flavors and everything that we're getting out of the cigar. And that's like, you'll find it, and I can't. I, I'm trying to find it, but I can't, but you'll find well, that's it. Like or right you're now. trying to find it, and I'll find it. It's like, like it's... It's like a floral because when you did it, I did it, and then it's like a spicy floral or a lightness, an air about it, an airiness, and and even KC said something about that the other day, and um, I think that's good to have two guys 
you know, bopping off of each other. Well, yeah, because you're not always, you know, and we talk about, you know, when you're in the moment. The golf thing. Because what I was trying to say is when you think too hard about it, I think when you think too hard about anything, like you hear, uh, was it writer's block, right? Where someone's trying to write and they're trying to be too creative. You've done it. I've watched you do it when you've been drawing. And I'm over here in your ear like, and you start thinking, you can't draw shit. Like you'll start, then you're like, no, 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 no. Then you do it, and then you know, two hours later, I go to the bathroom or something. You're like, hey, check this out. Well, you know what I mean. It happens. It's like that picture I showed you, where we're trying to create a logo where we have the Cyclops, the Hooligan, and um, the Reaper. Some sort of um, montage of this for for a, a hoodie or something. Well, my mom and my uh, wife were just yakking the other day, and I says, hey, I, I, I'm not in this conversation. Give me a piece of paper and a pen, and let me just start drawing. And I thought it was getting to be too cartoony-like, which is not bad, but it's so hard to put a, a white piece of paper in front of yourself and to start drawing. So how, how do you do that? You just kind of work through it, like start with the pumpkin let's get the hooligan and then how can I put this and that and you keep coming back to it and working on it and now that thing has gotten better it just takes some time and with the golfing thing you know we've talked about how you think the cigar is screwing up our game I think our game is screwed up once one because we go out and we play golf together oh hang on I don't think the cigar messes up the game I can't pay enough attention to the cigar <coughs> when I'm playing. And, you know, this goes back to that episode we had talked about having golf cigars versus not golf cigars. Look, I get pissed when I roll away from a hole. We're on the next hole teeing off, and I left that 50th Padron hanging out on a tee box. You know what I mean? Like, I, that, that, I just, that's why I'm like, you know what? And I find something a little rewarding about it. Like, you get done, we're all talking shit about how great, is <laughs> air quote, great, or those, those two great shots out of the 197 it took us to finish the course. Yeah. And then you have the cigar, you have a drink, you have some food, we get hydrated, and then everybody go home. That's your day. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoy that. Whereas, like, Billy Mac, our buddy Billy, dude, that guy. <laughs> remember when we were playing? Uh, we were playing at the Legends, and uh, we were behind, you know, those, it was pretty backed up that day. It took, we played 18. I mean, it probably took us about four and a half hours. That guy smoked six cigars. Six. I did not know. And that. it never leaves his mouth. Like it, he just smokes them. And I was impressed because I'm like, well, dude, how do you swing without hitting that cigar? And the one time I did it, I sent my beer. glasses come off. They're around my neck, my, or my hat, and my swing. It's like discombobulated. My shit's falling off. I tried to muscle that ball so hard I knocked my shoelaces untied. Here's here's the thing about <laughs> golf for me and you, which I think is great. I think that's why me and you enjoy playing it together. Is because I've been an athlete, I'm very competitive my whole life. And now this golf, right? Because everybody says, oh, listen, Todd, you're a good athlete. You'll take to this like fish to a water. Okay, nobody ever told no me. No way. No. That does not happen. The argument everybody tells me to what you just said, everyone is like, dude, go take lessons. And I'm like, do you know why I will not take golf lessons? Because right now, you up no, not even that. Right now, I have so much fun playing golf. I love how bad it's awesome. For as shitty as I am, every great shot makes it worth the whole thing. You know yeah. what I mean? If I were to take lessons and suddenly my ball were to go straight, 
and I was starting to get to the green and parring, do you know how damn competitive I'd become? Yeah. If you wouldn't want to play, I'd be wanting to bet every hole. Like, it would be bad. And I don't, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, look, I'm just going to play my slice. Okay. Apparently, water really likes my ball, so I just stay away from those. Right. <laughs> and, and there you go. How about me and you? At, <laughs> how about me and you at Key West? We get to this one hole and we can't see shit except it's like a swamp. And me and you are we're at the tee box and we're looking at nothing but swamp. We can't see shit but swamp. And we're just like, nah. Let's just let's just pass this hole completely. And we just oh, got yeah. back in the golf cart and just skipped. We that got hole. we got out, we teed up and I'm getting set up and I'm like Where the hell? Mm, no. And just it didn't no. happen. Yeah. That was funny. But I think another problem for me and you, I think we overthink our game a lot because we're competitive. We want to be good at what we're doing, but we just want to have fun too. The other thing though is me and you are emotional. Like, okay, uh, you know, closest to the hole and you're buying the poor. Okay, so now, now we're all worked up and dang, way in the woods, dang, way in the woods. And then, you know, throw another ball up there you're not even thinking boom right on the green we're emotional golfers the guys who are good are are just consistent they're not too emotional like andy dalton yeah he's just mr consistent dave his brother he's too emotional because he's talking he's like dude look at that ball i am gonna smack that thing you know this is gonna go at least i think dave has gone through his whole life like that hey look at that paper i'm gonna write the shit out of that paper right and then i'm gonna sharpen i'm gonna sharpen the ass off that pencil that's the worst thing you can do oh yeah no dude i i love it but i will say this we golfed last week and we didn't say anything no cigars we had our little road sodies um which if you want to know We've been doing these double lime. Deep eddies, dude. Deep eddies. Fantastic. They're a little styrofoam. It's the closest to being a college kid I'll ever get. But me and you, you go first. You drive the car. It's kind of the way we do. I drive. So you drive and get up there. The ball goes a little right. Kurt, wait for it. Right down the middle of the fairway. And I'm like, bro, that's a fantastic shot. I get up there. And, okay, first shot of the day. Hit it straight down the fairway almost right close to you yeah and then we're looking at each other don't say anything <laughs> don't say that, that was a great hole don't say a word we Nothing. it was a great first hole yeah. and then the next one total shit well and that's why it's always fun for me and i've talked about this before like look we know some we've played with some pretty damn good golfers like we're gonna play with rich uh you know I'm sorry, not Rich. I'm sorry, Fred. He's a he's a lights out golfer. He's a member here at St. Albans. Murderer with that ball. We I played with DJ. It took DJ about three holes, and he did, he parred or bettered every fucking hole we played. Like good golfer, and it's always funny to me because I go into this. I have never never talked up my golf game. I'm like, bro, I suck at this game, but I have a great time. Right? Every time we get done. I mean, you're really bad at this. I mean, yeah, I told you how we started. Like, I wasn't kidding. Yeah. I wasn't trying to like hustle you. Like, no, I suck at this. Like, I'm very bad. You know, this is when your game gets good. Is when somebody calls you to go golfing with them. Ain't nobody calling me except you. <laughs> Why well, you call a lot? Nobody's calling me and saying, "Hey, uh, we're all going golfing. You want to go with us?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be great." Now, 
No one's right? calling for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. Maybe that's what my golf game sucks about. I'm always playing with you. <laughs> Maybe I should start playing with better golfers. I don't know. Damn it. But we got to play. I think it would be fantastic to go with uh, Patrick uh, Stanley. Yeah. I've heard that he, he is. Dude, he, Rocky, said he's, Rocky said he's bad to the bone. He is serious, legit yeah. golfer. Like so is um, like in Fox Run or whatever we were gonna who, do. Uh, Jacob? Jacob's supposed to be pretty good too down there. Really? Yeah. Well, I know when Rock comes in, the last time when we did the podcast. Yeah, they really, play at Bell Reeve. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they play at Bell Reeve. So You know who's a really good we golfer? We didn't get invited to that. Uh the Snyders. Andrew and Brian are they, okay. they, oh, they're bad. Well, Andrew played baseball his entire freaking life. Yeah. You know, and and from what I've heard about Brian, and like Scooby Drew was like, dude, he goes, he can go out there and mess around and, and be whatever. He goes, but if he's also the guy that looks, you go, this ball is gonna land right there, and he'll hit the ball and it lands right where he says it's gonna hit. Which is, and I just, I just think, you know, I don't know, I, and it's funny because people, you know, I didn't, I didn't get into golf until. When we started hang hanging on. out. Uh, just before that, you and Linda, or yeah, 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 just because she was like, "Will you go golf with me?" I'm like, "Yeah, I ain't got a, yeah, I rent some clubs, you know, no big deal." Went to like the Goodwill of golf and got a set of left-handed clubs for seventy bucks. Yeah, yeah, Goodwill store, yeah, me too. yeah. And then uh, the new clubs came later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh then, my God, I know I'm not that good, but a better set of clubs should. Well, dude, help and me. then I talked. <laughs> yeah, and you know why? Because these guys I talked to. Yeah, I've been playing these same clothes for about a year and a half now, so I just went and got sized and fitted. $4,000 later, game's going to be great. I went, what? What, you happen to be left-handed? What are you doing the other clothes? <laughs> You're like, come on, man. It's insane. It's we in- need to play with Jim Gem too. You've met Jim? I fucking love Gem. Dude, he, he's the guy that I first played golf with, and he really helped me at least make contact. We played Normandy. Hey, speaking yeah. of Jim Kim, we've got this big event coming up in October that we're finalizing and all that, this big St. Louis cigar event. Do you think Gimme would, would yeah. Gimme come out and do food? He would probably love that. We'll pay him, we'll pay him. But he could this would be cool about him. Let's just ask him to do we want your whole KC setup. The whole thing. Trailer weekend. Right, well now they I just drove by there yesterday. Of course you work there daily. Uh yeah. They just tore all that Oh, it's gone. So you want to take them two days? Yeah, about a week. About a week. They pulled well, so they pulled the whole like facing side of the building towards lit down. Dude, that's a great so idea. So when you were well, so what that's turning into when that comes down, there's going to be an open air stage out there with a, like a perugula over the top of it. It's going to be, I believe, it's going to be turf. There's going to be like cornhole boards and picnic benches, and it's going to be a whole thing out there. Oh, really? Cause oh, yeah. Initially, I thought there was going to be like an never. Well, you're young. Petticoat Junction. They have the big um, water tower where the trains come up and they pour the water in the trains. Yeah, ain't going to be none of that. But I thought in the initial pictures there was a big water tower. That was going to be down there in the initial picture. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know that. I have no so idea. So this is going to be more like what we experienced out at the concert, the uh, Revelation. Yes. All that open. 
yes. where they can hang Minus out. the stadium seating and stuff. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine just where we were chilling in the lawn chairs. Yeah. That is what it's going to look like. Oh, cool. Yeah, apparently. You know, we'll see when it's done. But I walk in yesterday and I'm like, when the hell did they put a first community bank right there? I was looking across 40. Oh, at the okay. I'd never seen it before. You know? Um, but... But yeah, he brings the whole. We want the whole tailgate. Uh, he has, has to wear his apron. Oh yeah, hell yeah. He there's, no, be, there's no excuse. Okay, so we'll get a hold of him today. Yeah, let's get to talk to him today. And he will love it. He will love it. That'll be fancy. Man, that is a great idea. That is awesome. That is that is perfect. I'm gonna actually text Brian. What does he call them? His party burgers. Um, Dude, those. I don't give a shit what he calls them. They're great. Well, the funny thing is, is um, if you've never tailgated, which we got to do this. And hey, by the way, I don't know if you could work this out, but Thursday on the 15th of September, there's an open ticket for me, Jim, my son, Gavin, and we have an open ticket Thursday to go up and see the Chargers. It's their first game, home game, Chargers. When is it? It's a night game, 15th of September. <clears throat> it's on a Thursday. Um, if you could work your schedule out, you could go with us. I mean, I, I opened that day. But we would be leaving town. Um, I so the game's at 7.30, right? Yeah. 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 Um, maybe we go up and set up and you fly up there and meet us at the tailgate, go to the game, spend the night, and then if you don't have to be back till 5 the next day, that would be awesome. No, I got to be back at 11 the next day, which isn't a big deal. Well, I either way, you can do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just throwing that out because then you could see the whole do it. thing. But he, it was funny because we're all doing the tailgating, and he gave me like a Hawaiian bun with sloppy Dude, he did this. And cheese. He did this. It. Pineapple on top at the Blackhawks game, or Battlehawks game. Oh. Yeah. Hey, let's cheers this. Tell everybody what we're drinking. Okay, so what we're doing, cheers. And you got a picture of that bottle, right? Because that's the old bottle. Uh, See, now I can argue that one. I can argue that one being right up there at at the... So what he's saying is, is I brought, this is an original old school bottle of, and I say old school, this is probably... This bottle only got changed over, I'm saying maybe three years ago. Maybe. Uh, yeah. 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 This is the old school bottle, the squatty ones that they, they eventually went to the taller sneaker bottles. But these are the fatties. And um, it's got the original old school label on here, original uh, 107. And I've had this, the original weeded bourbon. And uh, it's the antique. So this is Proof 107, the Old Weller Antique. And um, we just did a little drink of that. You baby, it is good. Um, This old bottle, it's got 107, like a, it's almost like a dark burgundy with a screw on cap. And um, anyway, I have a complete set of these that I've put away. Um, I still like the old bottles better, but I think and and um, Mark can weigh in on this when he's back. Took a little break, but I think everybody is so clamoring for space on their um, their bar back 
they've asked these bottles to be thinner and, and sleeker. And I've even noticed this with um, the 1792s. When I was down in Key West a couple months ago, I noticed that the 1792 went to, it's almost like that fat um, bottle. It's like they just grabbed a hold of the top and pulled it up. And I think that's the reason that is uh, happening. I was talking, Mark, that um, these bottles, like the old one uh, to the new, I think there's been a clamoring in the industry that the barback space is so limited that these fat bottles, there's pressure to um, make them sleeker, taller, so they can fit more bottles on the barback. And I don't know that's to be true. You know, I could, thought. I could see that, but I could see it with what you said, but in a different kind of reasoning. Because there's, much like with cigars, right? Because there's constantly so many more new expressions or extension of linear lines, like, like Weller or- They're just trying to you know, Or like when you, look at, when you look at Old Elk, dude, three years ago you had Old Elk boys burn, right? You got the weeded, weeded cash strength, rye, uh, port finish, cognac finish, sherry finish, infinity blend. If you do a barrel pick, you got a barrel pick, you know what I mean? So I think maybe they changed it that way to just because you know that's coming, and if it can save if it can save a bar space to continue to carry your product, then you put it up there. You know, which is probably why you don't see the decanter. Like you've got that decanter that's like this, the big square one. It's like the thin square. Oh yeah, yeah. Or that's old school vintage. Dusty. Yeah, that one. That wouldn't work anymore. Yeah, you know, you'd have to turn it sideways. No one's going to see the label. It is enough for putting your backpack on. It is pretty nice. dope. Um, but I noticed it too when I was out at the Keys, I was saying, um, we went into this really new swanky place and they had the 1792 and I'd never seen that bottle. It's like they literally pulled on the um, neck of it and stretched it upright and it's thinner now. And then even my brother sent me a 1792? 1792. Man, I, I like their bottles It's like, it's almost like the um, Michener's 10. They've pulled it and stretched it upright like that now. I'll pull up a picture of it, but yeah, I'm gonna see. Well, okay, man. I'm just saying, the first taste of that antique was absolutely fantastic. Uh, that one. Oh, this one. That. Yep. I like that bottle a little better. Very similar. To the Michener a little bit. Well, that's a barrel pick. I wonder if 1792 barrel picks come in that bottle. Because on their website, everything else is still in the same. Nope, never mind. Take that back because here's other barrel picks that are in the other ones. Bottle and bond 1792. Never had that. Yeah, that's the other thing. I hate. Uh, I wish I could find pictures just like, hey, give me that 1792 pick. Um, Oh, that'll be on your Galaxy S17. But man, this antique, I haven't had it in months. And um, I haven't either, I don't drink it. I don't drink it often. And that's definitely, that's I, that's probably the best, best Weller release, I think. That's oh, that's even, totally different. Is that, right? what is that, foolproof? Just a regular 1792 small batch. Small batch. Whoa. Yeah. Where is this in Key West? Because the only bar I found in Key West that's got a whiskey selection is General Horseplay. 
And that's where they were pouring uh, Michter's American for $8 a port. This is this new swanky hotel that apparently, uh, it's called the Saint Hotel. The one off, right, yeah, that's the one off of uh, Duval. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like a specialty hotel um, for the Hilton, I believe. Oh. And we actually have some credit, so that's going to be our next, but check it out, man. I mean, look at some of these picks. Of course, I had to have one of those. Right. I mean, that's Oh, wow, look at that floor. Yeah, it's all, you know, like maple. That's their picture in the big yeah. room where you all drink. That's awesome. Um, and it got all of this, like, I want to say it's Italian red glass. Uh, and there's the bar. And then there's the entryway uh, where you check in. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. And they got a pool back there that's super cool. There's the pool. Oh, that's where Halo Rooftop is. The Halo Rooftop. Yeah, yeah. There? Yeah. Ooh, we've been there. Yeah. Um, totally anyway, I thought it was like really rooftop. cool. So we're going to try to stay there next time we go. And it's, the, it's the not get naked rooftop. Oh. Yeah, because Garden of Eden is above uh, Bull and Whistle. I'd much rather be in the pool naked than just sitting around dancing. Yeah, the problem with going upstairs at Bull and Whistle, though, is the people you want to see naked have their clothes on. Yeah, I know. There's the entryway. So you've seen it. Yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that bottle's even different than the one you just showed me. Um, and while I have it up, it's just interesting. You talk about... Um, the Lost Boys, this is their room where they have board. different yeah. uh, people come in. Look at this with the fin. That's yeah, that's awesome. There. That's one of those uh, uh, high riders or whatever. And that's that piece I bought down there from him that he had, uh, which is really, he's got all his hats and stuff. And then the Green Parrot is right across the street. That's where that's at. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Remember where we picked up the golf and cart And you were that like, time. God, I saw that hat you bought down there. And I asked everybody where Dude, everybody had, had the hat on. Really? Everybody. Well, dude, they got like 50 hats. Everybody yeah. was wearing those Lost Boys hats. Yes. What a great deal. And the guys, the owners. Well, I met one. I, I think I met them both. But anyway, super cool. I told them what we did. And I said, listen, I'll be back down here with my brother, um, my partner with Craft uh, Hero. And I said, we would absolutely love to do a podcast with you. And he's like, dude, bring it on. We'd love to have you guys down. Yeah, we'll get so that cool. worked out. Yeah. Anyway. You know, because we have look, we have a lot of time going down there for a week. You know, I mean, it's, it's what we do. You know, next, uh, I know I'll be down there. We'll be down there next year. Um, but, dude, you know, it's not that hard to take a late flight on a Thursday and come back Sunday. Well, Allegiant, well, we, the Allegiant thing, they don't make a stop there. Well, ours, so, no, the best way I found to do it is you just, it's southwest, southwest into Miami, Miami into Key West, and it's like American Airlines into Key West. Um, Maybe we just do a boys trip. That might not be safe. That might but not be safe. We could fly, uh, yeah, whatever, we'll figure it out, <laughs> but I mean, that would be so much fun because we could get, listen, dude, that would be so fantastic. What would be cool is if we get on a cheap Allegiant, and I've got tons of, of miles, we go in, we spend a night with the Roamster, yeah. and see his cigar crew that, that want to get into our cigars, and then the next day we um, we rent a car or whatever and hit Miami and go see um, the Miami um, warehouse where all this shit's going down, the Miami Rolls for Tatuaje. 
Oh. And then we just hang there, and then shit, it's a three hour. Well, if we're gonna, if we're, if, we're, if, if we're gonna do that, I mean, that's a lot of driving, but it's an hour. We might as well go into Ebor and fucking then go into Tampa. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're running ideas. our mouths now. We'll get this worked out and, and we'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Key West is never, it's not, isn't going anywhere. <laughs> you know, no. um, it's not, that's, everybody says it's going underwater. Go oh, it is. There. Look at all the no, buildings. It's, it's going to in like a hundred years. Right. You know, not in, and if the Corps of Engineers doesn't fix it by then, yeah, you know? they're already fixing there it. There is a um, new build is being you built. You can, up. Uh, you can, oh, how did we find that? Uh, what what county is that down there? That's not Dade County, is, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it is. U.S. Yeah, Dade County. That's Miami. Yeah, I think it's still Dade County. Oh, Miami. I don't know. I think it's still Dade County. So I think on their website you can look at it. the Corps of Engineers is building up. They're the ones that re-erected the Seven Mile Bridge uh, from Isla Morada when you get to Seven Mile Island or not Seven Mile Island. Yeah, Seven Mile Island. And then you get over into the Keys. We hit a when you hit a one, uh, or you hit the A that goes down into. He was. What's up? No, I was just checking our time. Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit more. Um, but uh, they're talking about lifting, you know, because like where Sloppy Joe's is, right? The second rendition. Yeah. Um, oh. Th- it's already been lifted once. Sloppy Joe's has. Yeah. So oh. if you notice now, like, so I've only ever, I will never go into Sloppy Joe's again. I've only been to Sloppy Joe's one time. It's the first time I was in Key West, and you got to go to Sloppy Joe's, right? But then I went to Old Scooter's Wharf because it's the original Sloppy Joe's. Um, or Captain uh, Captain Tony's is the old Sabi Joe's, you know where everyone's trying to put the the, the corner in the bell uh, next to the tiki bar. That's the original Sabi Joe's. Oh, Captain Tony's. Captain Tony's. Captain Tony's. Yeah. Where you throw the uh, coin up into the yep. grouper. Then you get it into the, the grouper. The grouper. Yeah, it's not a bell. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I walked in there one time, but that much like Hog's Breath, it's they're literally the T-shirts you see everybody wearing when they've gone to Key West. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you walk in, look, there's a fourth step now when you walk into Sloppy Joe's. It's been, you know, something has done that. But Listen, they're, they're planning too much money. They're no. planning to lift it up. Yeah. And has um, has uh, cruise ships started docking there again? Oh yeah, they were there. When we were, were they there? Yeah. yeah, they were huge. I will never forget that. Every time we've been down there, on it's always the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, or the. Yeah, Friday after Thanksgiving. That Friday at about 1.30, if you're sitting on Green Street or Duval from Mallory Square, you just see this wave of people. Hundreds of people just come shooting off of it. And then by 4.30, they're all leaving. <laughs> now, all I'm saying, if you're a single man, you need to be at Hog's Breath when one of those things pull in because the honey bunnies, they come in there and they know they only have so much time and they just start. I mean, they're ripping them drinks, man. I don't know how that all works, but you got to be back on the boat at some point because it's it. going to be leaving. I love it. So favorite so favorite spots in Key West. Um, if you're gonna, if you're trying to get cigars, the best humidor in Key West is at Green Street Cigar Company. Yes, that's on Green and Duval, Green Duval and Sutherland. It kind of, it's kind of an H in between there. Um, you guys have heard me talk about Cork and Stogie. It was literally one of my favorite places. You know, the humidor wasn't always impressed, but it was just, it's right across the street from a legal whorehouse. So it was the best people watching you've ever seen in your life. Like, I love it, the red building. Yeah, we joke about it. Oh, yeah. Now it's uh, Island something cafe, great humidor. You can buy, I mean, if you want to smoke, you can, you can buy marijuana there. Um, 
great bar and they do food now. Um, but places you have to go to if you're the, if you're in for the whiskey, General Horseplay, the Bill Murray bar. You have to go to Hanks and see Rob play. You have to go to Dirty. You have to go to Rick's to see the Scottish guy talk shit to everybody. Um, Hog's Breath is is amazing. And if you want to have one of the best dinners in one of the most scenic environments, you book your dinner at... Oh my Is that God. where we took the boat? We took the boat over. I took you guys there for lunch. Yeah. That was great. Oh my God, what's the name of that place? Damn, I really got to look this stuff up before I start talking. The other but one. if you're going down there, just message us, let us know. I'll send you a... I did it for a couple of guys earlier this year that went down to Key West and just the pictures that came Well, you got to do the green parrot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do the, do the green parrot during the day, though, because at night, it's literally, and I will say this, I've never witnessed, uh, I've witnessed one fist fight. I've never witnessed anything bad happen on Duval, and I'm talking at 3 o'clock in the morning when everybody's d- obliterated. It's a, it's a really awesome place to be at. You know, golf cart at moped at walk. I mean, if you're on Duval, within, you know, four square blocks are 90% of the rentals in Key West. Um, But go to the Green Parrot during the day because if you're there at night when the bands start going, you'll be sitting outside. There'll be people throwing up out the window next to you, which is fun. Oh, bottle caps. Can't forget bottle caps. Closed. Done, done? Don't know. I asked everybody because that's one of my favorite places me and you spent. One of our best evenings there. We were there. I have four o'clock come in the there with my brother. It's real close to where we usually stay down by Southernmost, and um, they're closed. So I don't know about that. But if you're going to go to a brunch one day while you're down there, mm. the Haven, um, the Haven, or beautiful artwork, or there. Redfish Bluefish, which is up by the Hilton on this on the yeah. uh, westernmost point. Um, all right, all right let's get off Key West because yeah, yeah. Because now I'm like, now I'm like, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, fuck Maui and just. <laughs> um, so this Doomsayer, man, look, and I, I want to give this thing out here. I I haven't relit the cigar. I did touch up. Mine kind of had a little crack down here. I think I, th- I may have dropped it. I'm not sure. Um, I did touch it up with my lighter. An hour and 38 minutes in, and this cigar is still burning, man. And I bet we still, if we work it on out, there's still another 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. This has been um, the highlight today. Well, I and mean, the bourbons were I'm going to say something, dude. This is the first time, not the first time, I think, in a while, the cigar has transcended both of these very well. And two completely different mash bills, right? Oh, yeah. Um is okay. This is something stupid that I'm going to ask. And I should probably know this. Is Weller 107 107 proof? 107 proof. Yeah. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. Right. That's 107. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Between 100 and 107, this cigar. This was 100, and then the Weller's 107. 107. Okay. This cigar has played on both of these amazingly. Um, th- this. Uh, it's this, another one of those. This uh, doomsayer, man. I'm telling you right now. This comes in two, one other size. I don't know. But I, we're gonna we're gonna hunt these out. If you guys got any doomsayers? Uh, fire them up. We should yourself. probably call Sheldon because you know he's Mister One. He might. Yeah, he might. He might. Or oh, I can I can call I can call Jerry. I'll text Jerry. Here's there. the other thing. It's it's crazy because we this week we've done two, but we usually do. This is just one of those pairings that. It's just one of those days 
And of course, isn't that a stick figure one of these days? There's anyway, one of those sticks. Yeah, it is. But the pick of the cigar and the bourbon um, are epic. I mean, it was the last one we had like this. I remember when you went to Grafton with me for the first time, and you had that double oak Pyrrhus. Peerless. Peerless, and then we did the Viaje cigars. Viaje, and oh man, was that a We did the Viaje Oro and Platino that you brought back, that oh, you, you, you gave me the Oro, and then you had the Platino? Yeah. Um, yeah, just one of one of those, those settings, man. I mean, <clears throat> look, pairing is a lot of fun, and um, not next week, and not the following week. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. I am updating our uh, event calendar. Uh, next Wednesday, uh, we have Mickey Pegg and Tommy Klein from All Saints Cigars at Lit Cigar Lounge at noon. Um, so that'll be wide open. No, we're going to be out. We're going to be out. We're going to be in the office. We're going to be out. All right. And, um, then the following week we have Neil and Gerard, the owners of Jake Wyatt Cigars. They're going to be on the podcast that day, and then there is a Jake Wyatt cigar event that night at Lit Cigar Lounge. Um, I am going to throw this out again, guys. There are still tickets available, but they are going rather quick. September 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Vito's in the Valley, Tatawahe Cigars and Angel's Envy Bourbon and Cigar Dinner. Full Full four course meal, options inside those four courses. You're going to get the Latelier. 54, and then you're going to get the Britannica size, the Miami tenure. Uh, and there's, trust me, Casey and Dan are bringing other treats. Um, yeah, it's going to be so much more than just three three. ticket options for 175. You get the two cigars, the two pours, two cocktails, four course meal, or there is the dinner and bourbon and cocktails, or the dinner and cigars. If you don't drink or you don't smoke, there are options there for you. I think, I think they go to 150, 125. Um, Get in on that event. I'm telling you, you are not going to want to miss this event. You're not. There's my neighbor just coming in. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Yeah, they do. How are you, buddy? Good. This is my partner, Mark Murray. Mark? My partner, Craft and He's my neighbor. And um, I, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, he had a hole in one out here. Um, He's back in March. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> Things fly. You know? Oh, I know. Tell me. Yeah. Seventy-four years old is really flying, buddy. Damn. How was your day today? Oh, I was even par for eight holes, and then I started wearing out. Me and Mark dream of those days. <laughs> yeah. They'll never probably. Yeah. Happen. I got eight yeah, pars a year. All good, and then then I just start pooping out. Have you done the motorcycle thing, the little motor scooter with your your bag? No, I won't. I won't. I won't try it. One of one of our guys did. I don't even think we should try it. Oh, well, no, I'm it, doing it's, uh, it. well, you you could you could do it. You're used to the cycle and you're strong enough. One of our guys, he's 78 years old and he's Polish too. That's part of the problem. <laughs> so he tries it. We had to pull the goddamn thing off him twice. You know, it, it, one time he caught the, the they got a kickstand on it. Yeah. And it caught and uh, somewhere or another he's getting or he didn't have the strength in his legs to get it up there and uh, it, it uh, fell over on him and he was okay on that one. The next one it caught going up over a hill on number nine. We'd already taken these clubs off the, the scooter and said you're not taking this on the backside. <laughs> we had to pull the damn thing off him. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Oh great. 
Well, good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you. Are you doing a little uh, podcast? A little podcast. Yeah. yeah, we do. I hope I'm recording month. all this. Oh, we are. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, Don't we do worry. it all the time. Everybody, you know, comes in. I'm just an old drunk. I can't help myself. I love it. Not mad at you at all, drink buddy. anymore, <laughs> I, I really partied last night. I had two, two Guinnesses over choir practice. Choir practice. That's what I'm saying. When he gets together, they call it choir. You go, what do you got going tonight? He goes, Ice choir practice. <laughs> Ice and fuel. Yeah. Fantastic place. Yeah. Good food. Yeah. Well, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys. Yeah, Thank right you, my man. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing well with the craft and puro. Yeah. Thank Everything you. Everything they yeah. love our cigars. Everything's going great. Yeah. You, you ever met? I meet Bob Mans. Uh, he's a he's one of the guys in here. I play with him. Yeah, we I probably have. met a yeah. lot of the cigar he guys. Had, he had wrist surgery in his first day he's played since. Wow. He had it back in March, I think. All right. Damn, it's all those eight holes par. Wow. Yeah, I get eight pars a year. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just happy when we par one in that. Oh, yesterday I really I had it going. I, I was two under after three holes and wow. just playing great. And Good for you, man. Then I started working on my handicap. We, got wow. <laughs> we never talk about that kind of stuff. We talk about how many balls we lost. There you go. All right, buddy. Let's see you. All right, we got to love when. Uh, when uh, friends and fans drop in, fans, I'm calling them fans now. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I said about the 8th, be sure you're there. Live podcast at Lit Cigar Lounge on the 7th with All Saints Cigars. On the 14th with Jake Wyatt Cigars. Uh, the 21st, who knows what we'll have next. Uh, we'll be somewhere doing something. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Uh, on the Patreon, we do have the FFK Stands giveaway. Miguel is kind enough to send another package. So we're gonna run this thing out uh, through September, I think. There's gonna be one big, huge Halloween blowout that's gonna happen um, with an FFK stand, Project Carbon case. Um, there's gonna be a Reaper Cyclops hooligan inside the case when you receive it. So uh, patreon.com slash craftimperio, $3 a month. Hop on and join us. All of our members are on a signal app, so we, we talk to each other every day. I gotta get you on that, by the way. Um, and yeah, so from the Viking, this has been amazing. Room 101 Doomsayer. Dude, this has been a great taste so far. I can't say enough about this cigar. It's phenomenal. I love it. I do. And I'll tell you what, four rows of single barrel, I'm not going to pull away from it. I think I'm going to answer this question. I think I'm going to stick with it. If you're asking me about a baseline bourbon, right, in that 30 to $50 range, four rows of single barrel is the king. I... I'm sorry. I prefer it over Buffalo Trace. Well, you can get this, right? You can get that. The antique, good luck. You hardly ever see antique anymore. Well, that's not inside that $50 bottle range either. Oh, no. 107 now but is easily one, almost yeah. $200. Yeah. But both were two great pours, man. Fantastic. So, well, from the Viking, mahalo, guys. Thank you so much. And the, the Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. We're out of here. We're going to try to enjoy the rest of the day. Maybe get a little pool time at the Agua Ranch. And we'll see you next time. Giddy up.